if we forget, it's like always sees the darkness. Like yeah. we don't, we don't, we don't remember. And that's why I always say, if you don't give up, you win. In the mm-hmm. spiritual life, awesome. uh, yeah. if you don't give up, you win. Yeah, it's if you keep walking, mm-hmm. keep walking yeah. in him, keep trusting in him, there's mm-hmm. always victory. Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I am so excited you're here. And you may not know this, but you are here at Damascus with about 500 of my closest friends. That's right. Yeah. 500 of your closest friends. You know each of them yep. by name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, prove it. I met right them last night, but uh, Dan, Brad, and our friend Mary Bielski. Mary. Mary. Yes. Welcome to the so show. So good to have you. I made it. Yeah, um, she did. I'm in. We are, we are here. You're here. Uh, we've got, like I said, big a big crowd here. Our, our young adult conference that's called Empower is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a couple shows in this sort of little series with our with our Empower speakers. Mm-hmm. And um, Mary and I have been uh, friends for a number of years. Yes. And it seems like just yesterday. Yes, let's tell all the stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah, seems just like just yesterday awkward. he met you with the 500 <laughs> other friends that he had. We actually met at a conference, so it's like how yeah. we jam. Oh, yeah. wow. Exactly, met at a conference, exactly now right. we're at a conference. That's right, exactly. every time we high five. Yeah. And uh, we're just, we're, we're excited to bring in. So whether you're watching today's show having uh, recently recovered from Empower, or whether you are uh, tuning in, <laughs> lamenting what you missed, um, or wanting to relive your young adult years, <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. We're snorted. excited to have you. Mary snorted into the microphone. I just so snorted. It happened. <laughs> yeah. it was, I'm it's, a little bit congested. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, happens. And, and we're all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, you know that Damascus is a place where, where we work to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure mm-hmm. of the Catholic faith every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we are a missionary campus, and we are uh, bringing in... Uh, fresh crop of young adults. Mm-hmm. I mean, secretly, this conference is a thinly veiled recruiting effort, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? You just I, spoiled yeah, well, um, everything. Yeah. Wah, so you, wah, not, wah. <laughs> hear me out. Not necessarily recruiting into the Damascus full-time missionary sure. program, but we're, we are actively recruiting into into a missionary lifestyle. Yeah, right? Right. yeah. That, and we've, we've, if, if you're... In, unless this is the first time you're, you're tuning into Beyond Damascus, you should know by now that uh, we believe firmly that you cannot live an encounter with Jesus outside of a life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's two things you said that are really important, right? That we want to live the thing that we're awakened, empowered and equipped to every day. So that matters, right? Every day. And then the idea of recruiting, I think has just gotten like um, misunderstood in the church. I think because we come from a scarcity mindset, not an abundance mindset. So like the idea is that like all of these people that come here, they're not going to serve with Damascus forever, but they should serve for the church forever. You know what I mean? So like, um, I think the church would do really well to like actually reorient herself towards the word recruiting that like, I've heard a lot, like Mm -hmm. we shouldn't go into things with an agenda. I'm like, well, evangelization by its nature (laughs) requires an agenda. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying be weird about it. I'm not saying like, welcome to Damascus. You can never leave because our gate will shut behind you. Like that's weird. And that would be weird in the church too, but like recruiting in the sense of like abundance, not scarcity. You mean I shouldn't do street evangelization and immediately sign people up for RCIA? Um, it probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't. No, no, no. It's like, no, I think, well, because like, I think, 
think we just need to be like human about it. It's like, hey, we're going to bring you into something because God's doing something here. And when you experience it, you'll probably want more of it. Yep. The, uh, the ability for you to attain more of it can happen here through a missionary program. It can happen through focus. It can happen through St. Paul's outreach. It can happen through family missions company. It can happen through net ministries. It can happen through your local parish where you serve in this capacity or that. But like, no matter what, we're called to live mission every day, like you yeah. said, Aaron, and not only every day, but for the sake of the church and the sake of the gospel every day. Well, yeah. what you said last night to open the conference was awesome, Brad. You said most conferences are about coming together, but this mm-hmm. conference is actually about going forth. And mm-hmm. to have, mm-hmm. like, I think if we positioned ourselves as a church a little bit more of the the Sunday mass experience isn't just about coming together, but it's actually about going forth. If the mm-hmm. retreat experiences we have weren't just about coming together and getting getting more of Jesus, but they're about going forth. And if that that both and has to be there at all times. I'm coming for the mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. with the body of Christ, with Jesus yep. Christ, and I'm being prepared in that to go forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, we, we like to say that we want to form people with deployment in mind. And mm-hmm. I just, I love at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, at the conference last night, we all, like, we're always like even on opening night, we're talking about and preparing mm. people through the messaging of what happens when you leave. Like yeah, that it's yeah. immediately from the moment you get here, that encounter and that mission, they coincide because it's 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 the life of Christ that I, I get him and then I give him. That's, that's right. That's awesome. So friends, whether you are attending this conference, whether you have attended any of the other conferences this year or in the past, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the idea that that oftentimes I come and I get poured into and I get excited and engaged and and, mm-hmm. and, and pumped up, and then there's a there's a big question mark that can't really be answered in the closing session of the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the that's how do I live this thing? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> what do I yeah. do after the conference? The fear that hits as you walk in your so, dorm room. Yeah, you're like, oh yes. my gosh, um, this is real. <laughs> I'm by myself. No, that's real. Like Five hundred closest I friends. Know. Yeah, they all. Where's they all the band? Party. I need the, the band. band. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe the band doesn't come home with me. I want the band in my closet. Sometimes I'm like putting on Maverick City just to pretend I'm still there. Damascus worship. Damascus worship. No, but Mary, you've done like... That's what I meant. Yeah, no, Maverick City is good. Maverick City and Damascus worship. Their their concerts look so insane and epic. We haven't reached that level yet. This is really good. There's more. This is really good. I actually do have a question that I think pertains to exactly your expertise, Mary. Um... Yes. No, I, I think like we're doing conferences for like the second year with young adults. You've been doing conferences way more often than all of us. And I think like, I don't know, when you experience <laughs> conferences, what are the hesitations when you leave, right? Like, I, I don't know, when I when I look at like the people that are coming, um, I'm seeing a lot of people like in the crowd even yesterday that are like, this is new for me. This is new for me. And it's it's new for me to the degree that I'm really intrigued by it and I like it, but like now I'm going to have to leave in a few days. Yeah. And obviously the people that are listening will have either left or not been there. But like, I don't know, you've done so many conferences. When you see like people leave, what are some common, like, I don't know, struggles, hesitations in leaving a conference like this? I mean, I think the first word that comes to my mind is just fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, fear of the, um, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Is this real? Um, your own doubts coming back or or also excitement, but then you feel like you don't have the tools. I feel so, you know, it's funny as a speaker, you probably all feel this way. There's there's moments where you kind of, when you get on stage, there's people that think that you have it all, but there's- <laughs> You've got everything you, put yes, together. Yes, you have the, I'm like, I have, no, I have nothing but Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him and him crucified, as it says in scripture. It's like, I, I feel like God's unlearning me about how to actually walk back and trusting in him. And and, and that's the struggle is I think that we kind of like sit, you know, if I like tell the kids, we're going to like hit them on their 
this is their backs, backs, on their backs, like send them out, coach. But like the reality is they don't go home alone. Mm -hmm. And I think the fear is that we're going to go home and then I'm going to be like, and so we're going to talk, like the fear of like, I don't have the tools. I don't have the friends or maybe you do. And there's just so much of that, that interior like working that out. And I just wanted to say to the world, like, welcome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, like the apostles were in the upper room afraid, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's moments where we're all, but that we're not sending, we have the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about walking mm-hmm. in the spirit yep. today. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about how do you grow in the word? How do you feed your, your mm-hmm. spirit to grow? How do you actually build those relationships? So yep. it's, it's not a one all got it. It's a relationship that grows. And I think for yeah. me, like getting in touch with your poverty and being okay with that, mm-hmm, being okay that mm-hmm. you don't have to be the superstar Christian that has the all. Sometimes my stumbling talks that are the worst are the ones that God does the most, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. And so just being attuned to our weakness and trusting in a God that knows us and loves us and calls us by name. Mm-hmm, that's awesome. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love how you say you're not alone. I think in the story of the soul, Therese talks about that idea of like when she was <clears throat> young before she entered the convent, right? And that she she shares a story of almost having no friends and finding friends <laughs> friendship in the saints. And Mm. there's something about loneliness that shouldn't necessarily be lonely when we're, Mm -hmm. when we're with Christ, right? That, that you do sometimes leave that conference and you're afraid because you're like, man, I was with my 500 closest friends and I Mm -hmm. experienced maybe Mm -hmm. community for the first time in a way that my soul has been hungry for. And you go back and maybe you don't experience community in that same way, but there's just something so beautiful about the way Therese speaks about the friendship Mm -hmm. and those moments of loneliness, the friendship she forms with the saints and and the, uh, of course like Jesus and Mary and having like being able to say oh yeah I don't go home alone I'm not by myself in yeah. this but I right. truly I am with Jesus yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. he's in the dorm with me and yeah. I'm, I'm not isolated one of, my, one of my favorite uh just scriptural accounts of that happens in in Acts right of course and uh I remember I read a little piece of Christian apologetics called More Than a Carpenter when I was, oh, when yeah. I was young. <laughs> no, you were fired up about that. I remember when you read that. You were like, woo! This, Come on! Yeah. I, I it's the rational side of you. It's just this rational explanation of, of Jesus. Talks yeah. Based on yeah. But the, uh, so the second to last chapter in More Than a Carpenter is, uh, it, it talks about the, uh, the transformation that happened in the lives of those people who were in the upper room, right? That, that, you know, they made some good choices and some bad choices, but but in large part, their their motivation was fear, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There, there was some hope, there was some t- anticipation, but but they were still afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was I was actually I was praying with this week. I may I may pull it out on Sunday in our closing session talk. Mm-hmm. But the first words that Peter utters when he leaves the upper room, it's a it's like a forty two verse mm-hmm. sermon mm-hmm. that's just like. Fire, it's <laughs> <Right>? so good, <laughs> and 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 you see that it's not just words, but they actually live this and they mm-hmm. back it up. Mm-hmm. There was a transformation mm-hmm. that happened in that space when, mm-hmm. when they gathered and mm-hmm. they were empowered, they were filled, right? yeah, and the, and they lived it in partnership and friendship yeah. with the Lord, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were gathered in uncertain. Like what I love about conferences, and and the reason I was appealing to your expertise, Mary, like on conferences, <laughs> as I said earlier, is because like. You've done conferences for a long time, but our church has done conferences for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like every Sunday mass is a conference. Mm-hmm. The upper room was a conference. Like it was, it was a gathering of people that were mm-hmm. like oriented towards one common thing. And in the midst of them, things happen. Like there's things that aren't understood, right? Like in the upper room, there was things happening that weren't fully understood. <laughs> yeah, in mass were, on Sunday, sometimes there's things that happen. Maybe it's even like 
responses that are automated that we don't fully understand, right? Like we come to conferences and we don't fully understand why this sounds new in this space and how we can live it out. But there's there's this reality in the Christian life that we're, we're called to come together and then we're called to go out. And I, I think that so often the coming together can become um, burdensome only insofar as we're nervous to then go out from it. It's like, I almost don't want to get together because I know when I get together, I'm going to long for it so much when I leave that it might be better for me not to get together. But like, no matter what context you have for church, yep. And I think Aaron was um, saying it humorously earlier, just with like the the thin veil of like a recruiting effort. Like it's every single time we gather, it's Jesus recruiting us into the more. It's Jesus saying like, there's more for you. Like, look around you, look at what's happening. You don't have to understand it. It's not about getting it all. It's about submitting to it all and allowing me to do things in you so that you can leave and give a 42 verse baller sermon. Like, like let all of Israel know for certain, like there's a certainty, right? There's like yeah. this power that comes forth from Peter and... um. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that. And I, I think that's going to be cool to talk about today. Like what, what is it about going out from those common points that, that, that holds us back, that fear, the hesitation, the, man, what do I do with this newness I've experienced in old circumstances? I think there's like a little bit of all of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, Mary Bielski. Yes. Not everybody knows you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should know that's me. That's an appointment. My <laughs> you should know. Call me. Yes. Don't call me. Don't, don't call, call me. me. That's weird and creepy. <laughs> so uh, our... Uh, Kind of the we'll post her number. Uh, the, right. the, theme the, of our show, the theme of our show, where encounter meets mission. We, we like to look at the, uh, the the lives of people who have who have been sent on mission, been called on mission out of a place of encounter with Jesus. So mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe you could share with us just briefly, like your your testimony of coming to faith in in the Lord and a relationship with Him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. how that set you out on your path for mission. Absolutely. Well, I um, I grew up in a Catholic home. My parents were both a part of the charismatic renew, uh, movement. And if you don't know what that terminology means, it just means people that walk oh, in the they spirit. Know. Oh, they know. <laughs> They're like, that's yeah. what we're doing. This is our jam. This is what we do. Talk to us about the last four shows. Oh, good, good. I mean, my if mom used know, to be. Watch I, episode yeah, four. but if you had parents, yeah. I don't know if you had parents. I mean, I, my mom used to speak in tongues while she did the dishes. And yeah. I was like, dude, you're so weird. Like, yeah. who does that? <laughs> I had um, the same kind of upbringing. Like, my mom would come home and be like, they were all speaking in tongues. I'm like, what do you mean? It's so bizarre, right? So, um, so I had a little resistance, but God got me. Um, but when I went to college, I very much struggled with like, like all of us, right? Like mm-hmm. not feeling good enough, my worth. Um, a lot of de- I actually struggled with a lot of some depression and anxiety, and I mm-hmm. kind of veiled mm-hmm. it around all the things. And so mm-hmm. when I was a, actually my freshman year, I was doing the party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, as you would know, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give you four years. I'm going to do my four years of college because that's going to be fun, and I'm going to do all the things because that's what you do in college. All the things, all the, the things. experience. The you have things. to have the college experience. Right. You have, to have all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have the, the pictures on Instagram, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to follow mm-hmm. you. Like, I kind of knew in the back of my mind it would be later, um, but I was miserable. And that's the the key is, like, we can kind of fall into these lifestyles that don't serve us and don't mm-hmm. don't fill our hearts. And at the bottom of my heart, I knew that. And so I ended up my freshman year that summer, I got asked to go to a Steubenville conference as a young adult, kind of like a conference like this, ironically. <laughs> Crazy. Whoa. Um, and it began a whole cycle of, of, of events. And one of them was, and I actually don't normally share this because there's two parts of it. The first was going to confession. Mm-hmm. And I sat with a priest and I listed all my sins. And he was like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 19. Don't ask questions. You know, like, don't ask me questions. He's like, how old are you? I'm like, I don't know. Just give me my, and he's yeah. like, um, That's hilarious. he said, you need to start making decisions in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound very profound, but for me, I was like, he's kind of like, it was like this moment where kind of like Jesus, like, are you going to choose to follow me or not? Cause I was kind of living like everybody else. I was doing the party scene. I was 
you know, having relationships, doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. And I knew it, but I was like, but this is what you do. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, there's this like place where you got to actually lay your life down. Yeah. You have to become an adult. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's like the kiddie pool and then you have to actually like step in. And um, it really convicted me. In fact, he gave me a whole rosary to do as a penance. And I was like, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> and I didn't even know a how to whole, pray. A whole rosary. A whole rosary y'all. I didn't even know how to pray the rosary. And I was like, he gave me a whole rosary. I had, <laughs> where's the, where's the Google searching? Like, seriously, yeah. I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so anyway, that's a side note, funny story. But my, my friends, we pray the rosary together. And that we be- began a sequence of events that summer. That And then, to lo- long story short, I ended up going to a second event. So that got kind of started stirring in my heart. And for those who are listening, that probably has happened this this weekend if you've gone to the conference, the Mm -hmm. stirring of your heart, to listen to those stirrings, those movements. God works in a number of ways. And so I ended up knowing kind of like, okay, something's happening. And it might be a sequence Mm -hmm. of events. I ended up going to another event called Defending Your Catholic Faith. I struggled with the Catholic Church particularly. Their teachings on homosexuality, their teachings on some of the Mm -hmm. cultural Mm -hmm. issues. I was cool with Jesus, but not necessarily, you know, the Eucharist. I'm cool with that, but like... Mm -hmm. um, and long, like I keep saying long story short, and then I keep talking. <laughs> You're welcome. Short. You're welcome. Um, and so I went to the, the short end of it, long end of it. I met a Carmelite nun who gave a talk and, you know, like one of us who stood up and just proclaimed the gospel. And my heart was just moved. And I ran up to her with a million questions. And she said, keep praying. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Catholic Church? Like, I grew up with the uniforms and like all the craziness. So, um, and anyway, sh- these nuns that were so holy, so lively, living a missionary life, they invited mm-hmm. me to come to their convent. And the, the weekend that really changed me was actually spending a weekend with these sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they had no money, no man, no nothing I wanted, but they were <laughs> so alive. And we talk about like the missionary lifestyle. We talk about yeah. living this radical lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I saw these nuns who didn't have anything, but they were so alive and so joyful. And um, another young lady, who was, this is by like my moment with the Lord. Mine was actually not in a huge crowd. It was actually in a room of two where a girl ran into my room sobbing, crying and saying, I love Jesus. And I mean, not the cute cry, gentlemen, like (laughs) we have like a cute little cry, like the ugly, like I, and she was like, I want to be a missionary. Talk about missionary. She's like, I will go to Africa. I will go to, and she's like crying and like, and I'm, it freaked me out. I was like, this is, But I remember tears just coming out of my face because I didn't know that love. And I saw these people living missionary lifestyles, lifestyles laid down lovers. Mm. And I left saying, and I drove home in silence. And my moment was God, I gave my life to, like I fully kind of, I did before, but now I was like, okay, for, for, for real, real. For real, yeah. And I stopped drinking, came back to school. I literally like, I thought I was gonna be a nun (laughs) because I was so drawn to like that total life. And I, my life Mm. literally like within that, semester at college, I started finding well, all the things that we're going to talk about, finding friends, shifting yep. my party scene. I stopped wearing makeup for a couple days. It was great. And I was like, I'm just going to go rogue. Anyway, it was and, and, but my, uh, my I did that after my conversion too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I just started I going, like, more makeup. I'm going to be a nun. I'm going to stop wearing yeah. makeup. Yeah, yeah. But um, for the first time, I didn't have to be pretty or a size two. I just had to be his. Mm-hmm. And it was so freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Praise the Lord. That's that an is. amazing thing. Yes. Jesus. I just yes. pray the Lord would just do that again in more people's lives. That's insane. Yeah. It's, uh, it, and it's also amazing how like one um, surrendered heart yields another, right? Like, so that gal coming into your room, like, it's like, whoa, like right. I have something to do with this. Like either you're coming in here and sobbing over absolutely nothing mm-hmm. or you're coming in and sobbing over absolutely everything. Yes. And I, I, I have to kind of like 
decide, you but, know? And I, I don't know, there is a, there are those decision point moments, kind of like what you're talking about from confession to even that moment where she yeah. came in. It's like, I have a decision to make. Like, I'm, I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do it. And there's multiple. I think sometimes we think we have to have like one, like sometimes we're like looking yeah. for that one event, but like sometimes there's like, there's movements of the Lord where mm-hmm, he's starting to mm-hmm. kind of take down the walls or he's starting to have you think about some things. And then, yeah. I mean, mine was on a car ride home where I was like, I, I was sobbing with the same, I'm sure it would have been Damascus band because they're amazing yeah. on mm-hmm. my, you know, Thank some you, music. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> shout out. Yeah, yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, playing on my, I was just playing the same songs over and over and just saying like, okay. And like weeping with the mm-hmm. Lord and saying, I want to live my life for you. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like anything, but what God wants to do mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. week. So yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is exciting. That's awesome. One, one of the things I love about you, Mary, is um, the way that you just walk in authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I met at a conference, yes. actually, funny, funny enough. And you were not speaking. We were, we were both attendees. And uh, I, all of, all of my wife's greatest friends, I brought into her life. So, uh, She's like, you're welcome. You're welcome, honey. So um, yeah, you and I uh, just connected on, in a tender and um, yeah. kind of, I don't know, uh, just unique and perfect moment. And um, I, I think I was, I was able to be kind of uh, a, a strength and a, a help for you. And you're able to be a friend for me. And uh, mm-hmm. It was it was only after that that I learned that you were like an international superstar. <laughs> so, so not. Uh, that's okay. So the way that the way that you um, the way that you just walk in authenticity and and mm-hmm. you you live what you speak, right? Right. It's um it's such a beautiful witness. So coming from a place of encounter with Jesus, like how did that transform into a life of of public ministry? Because mm-hmm. you've been speaking at conferences, oh, yeah. at youth ministry events, and. Yeah, I'm not a normal story because I feel like God really um, just lifted me and put me into the speaking world pretty quickly, and I wasn't prepared to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But I uh, I left I left that, and I wanted to do I wanted to do mission work actually after college. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to, I didn't know about Focus and all the different and Damascus. Yeah. go do Damascus. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> if I would have known about your program and like formation and. Um, but I didn't know about y'all. I don't know if you were there. We but uh, <laughs> you weren't alive yet. Um, but I wanted to do mission work, and so I ended up looking to different programs, but ended up staying at home after some discernment and just getting involved in youth ministry. Yeah. And after I just started speaking and sharing kind of, you know, like starting locally yeah, in my, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. diocese. And I, but I felt a calling. I went to another conference where I felt like God really convicted me of. And so I fasted and prayed for about a year mm-hmm. about mission work and about speaking, which I was like, I don't even know what that means. And I, <laughs> every year actually on the feast of the Pentecost, I consecrate my ministry mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. So it's kind of like my day with him. Um, and uh, I mean, every day is with him. But, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, That's a special it's day. A special it's a special one. It's like our prayer. So I did that for like a year. I fasted, prayed. And then ironically, my sister passed away around that same time. So I was in a really, this is how God works. He like, yeah. it's like this, if you're watching and you're like, it was amazing. And then like soon after that, you get hit by a, like something hard. Yeah. Welcome. Because sometimes he'll take you to these mountaintops yeah, and then yeah, you'll yeah. get smushed. Mm-hmm. And so I was in this movement where my sister passed away and it wrecked me. And I was in a really... It was like, I gave my life to Jesus. I was like seeking him. I fasted and prayed for a year. I'm going to do mission work. And then I got this, you know, my sister died and I was really in a hard place. And I was very angry, actually. I was really angry at God. And I was like, I gave you, you know, like (laughs) I was young and- I'd say, but I just didn't know how, I didn't know about suffering. And, mm-hmm. um, and so mm-hmm. I almost walked away, actually. The irony of the whole thing is I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, I was mm-hmm. so like, you know what? I serve you. I love you. And like, 
And then it was in that dark place where I got a phone call because um, somebody saw me speaking and I got mm-hmm. invited to a larger network of Steubenville and some other people. And that actually mm-hmm. was like what moved me um, into a nar- larger frame. It doesn't always work like that, but mm-hmm. I always just say I just started speaking and God just kind of moved. Yeah. So. There's, there's two things there. I think, you know, number one on a personal level that mm-hmm. y- you mentioned, and Dan, you actually hit on your, in your testimony last night, like that oftentimes we'll come into this moment of powerful encounter with the Lord and then- uh, you know, we're sort of shell shocked and surprised mm-hmm. that immediately following is a place of like attack or desolation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, Dan, you 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 sort of went from the route last night. And maybe you can speak this a little bit that like the the Lord actually allows us to enter into that desert place so that our hearts can 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 become focused on Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What I was sharing was just this idea <clears throat> that the Lord has promises over our life, and sometimes mm-hmm. when He proclaims a promise, right, the desert or the battle, the struggle, the suffering mm-hmm. is what reveals in our heart how the Father wants to yeah. unveil the promise. And yeah. so that beauty of like, okay, yeah, from glory to glory, I was even thinking of this idea of, yeah, from mountaintop to mountaintop, which is the Lord's desire for us, but to go from mountaintop to mountaintop, you have to go down the mountain into the valley and ascend the mountain again to yeah. get to the next Always. mountaintop. It's not like bounce, like, oh, you, know, you, you can't just jump, jump from one over, to the other, right? Yeah. And so like the Lord does want to bring us from glory to glory, but it's mm. that, okay, now I'm going to bring you down. I'm going to bring you into mm-hmm. the valley. And I'm going to have you struggle to work back up so you can experience a higher ascent. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and then, and the beauty is you usually don't see that until you're at the top of the mountain, right? Like you have yeah. greater clarity. You can see what the, the trail behind you when mm-hmm. you're at the top of the mountain. And so many, so, so many Cranks Creek memories flooding. Back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. when we did mission trips <laughs> in the Appalachian mountains. Yeah. But like when you're struggling in the valley or when you're yeah. ascending mm-hmm. the mountain, mm-hmm. you don't actually see all of the fruit that God's doing in your yeah. life. And actually like it, it gives Psalm 23 a different reference, right? Because the valley of the shadow of death, like the shadow is coming from a mountain. Hmm. right? Like a shadow has to be cast from something. And so like when I'm coming down from the mountain, I enter into a valley and I'm like, well, I remember, but I remember what, I remember what that was like. And now there's this thing and I love in Psalm 23. And I think it, it just was um, coming to mind when you were sharing your story, Mary, is this idea that the Lord says, I'll lead you, right? Like I'll lead you by still waters. But then he also says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so he's leading and goodness and mercy is following and there I am in the middle of it, right? So like, I'm going through this valley, but if I, I believe and trust in what the Lord's doing, it's like, what, what you did back there, it, it, it was real. Like it wasn't, be, just because of my current circumstance, it doesn't mean the past reality isn't real. It is real, there's just something different now. But if I know that he's leading me, and then in any way that I, you know, veer off to the left or right, like, Goodness and mercy are picking up the slack well, and helping me along to lead. So, man, you're then, like then, ministering then, to my then, heart like, right now. Like, come on. No, 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 but that's it. That's it. But Mary falls over. I just, oh, that's so good, dude. And, 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 that's so good. Take the camera, I don't know. But just in that, I think that's why, and that's why I've grown, like, just in being able to do ministry with you a few times. That's why. I, to Aaron's point, the authenticity, what's so beautiful about it. And the reason that I keep even like using the word expertise is because you, you like, you actually have done this thing. Like what we're talking about today, like you've done it. Like you mm-hmm. were just speaking, like I went from this mountaintop and then I was in a valley and I almost wanted to give it up. And then the Lord, he, he elevated it again. And then I'm sure like over the course of your life, there's been an yeah, abundance of, of those. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, there is something to like you're walking out that's inspired yeah. me and I think inspired us. So um yeah, I, I think to I your think, point, Dan, there's times in the in the in between. Yeah, I think that 
<laughs> that scripture is awesome. Uh, the, those are probably when you leave a conference and you're struggling and you need goodness and mercy, right? Yeah. Like you need, you need, you need to seek a goodness. You need to find good things, whatever yeah, yeah, is yeah, of yeah. heaven, so dwell good. on that, right? Like so good. seek good music, seek good television, so seek good, good friendships, yeah, seek yeah, yeah. goodness, find it, yes. just work to find Maverick it. Maverick City, Damascus and, worship. Yeah, we were having that conversation yeah. earlier, right? Well, it, put Damascus worship. Yeah, 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 first, yeah. first, 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 first. <laughs> and then you need a lot of mercy <laughs> as well. Like, because you're going to fall again. Again, and that's 100%. okay. Like you don't leave a conference like and never, ever, ever, ever sin again. Most, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, at least that hasn't been my experience for most people yeah, I've met in life, right. right? And so you you need to see goodness, and you just need to have mercy mm-hmm. on yourself because yes. God already has given you mercy, right? right you right. need to have mercy on yourself that when you fall, you get back up and you just brush yourself off, and you're yeah. like, yep. oh yeah, of course I was going to fall again. Oh, but gosh. the opportunity is now I have someone who's leading me that can help me get back up, yes. and I can go. And again. then goodness and mercy is like, hey buddy, hey. <laughs> He's still leading. Let's just go, like, you know. We can make a little kid's TV show about this. You are so ministry to my heart right now. I'm, like, so loving this. Okay, so because I think... I think the I think okay we're all a little hard on ourselves and I think what yes. happens is like we yes. get back and we see this dream and it's like all we can like then we're gonna talk about the renewal of the mind is remembering like I mm-hmm. I feel like the challenge when we leave these places is like when you're in the valley you forget yep. you forget who you are you forget whose you are you only see the mm-hmm. circumstances like you mm-hmm. talked beautifully about that last night about mm-hmm. looking at and I'm gonna I'm gonna take your baton and kind of go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. that of like the renewing of the mind but I I think it's so key because if we forget it's like all we see is the darkness. Like we don't, we don't, we don't remember. And that's why I always say, if you don't give up, you win. In the Mm -hmm. spiritual life, if you don't give up, you win. It's if you keep walking, Mm -hmm. keep walking in him, keep trusting in him, there's Mm -hmm. always victory, right? And so um, I think that's like, you're ministering to my own heart because I think sometimes I'm so critical, even though like I'm a speaker, I do this, I love you, Lord, I live my life. But like, because I I really try to walk in righteousness, like I do a little turn Mm -hmm. and the enemy's like, oh, you think you're so holy. (laughs) You think you're a great speaker. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my enemy voice. That's good, good. It's a little scary. I know, I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a little imposing. It's the devil's voice in your mind. But like, also, yeah. I don't know what that accent was. But. Like, I like the, 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 like the, this. I know. Like, like, yeah. He's like a little bit of like a talker. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Where were we? No. Well, no, she was mentioning the renewal of the mind thing. I think that's so important that like, um, yeah, we do. We just have to have our minds transformed. That actually, we just we just have to stay in it. We have to stay in it if if we don't give up. Um, I, I think the other thing that you were saying, Mary, there is, uh, I think I read it from a saint one time, but I'm not sure. You end up reading so much. It's like, well, I don't remember where it came from, but there was this so saying that's- that, At that point, you just say it. Yeah, just attribute it to me. Yeah. But no, I've sat with it a lot. It was this <laughs> idea that um, it's possible that the, the greatest- um, it's possible that the greatest struggle of man is not sin, but forgetfulness, because if we would never Come forget, on. we would never sin. Mm-hmm. And that's just stood with me forever. It's like, when I fall, like it's, I'm forgetting, like in the valley, I'm forgetting the mountain. Like yeah. the mountain's casting a shadow, but I'm I'm seeing it as a shadow of death, not as a shadow of yeah. like what came before and the mm-hmm. ascent that's to come after. And yeah. so like, awesome. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. A lot of that is like, man, I, Lord, help me not forget. Give me memory stones. Yeah. Like if if Come if on. I'm at Empower, ah, like I want to go good. back to these like okay, so, moments. So, yeah. Tune into those. Really really <laughs> yeah, because this. Well, I mean, that's that's the story of that's the story of our faith. It's a story mm-hmm. of scripture. I mean, uh, so I'm going to be going through Acts of the Apostles, and like almost to a fault, every every moment mm-hmm. where there was a proclamation of the gospel and a sign and a wonder that that confirmed through the demonstration, right. It was accompanied by uh, 
a declaration of, of remembrance, mm-hmm. right? Of looking back and remembering the story. Yeah. It's, it's silly how frequently like St. Paul will come into a room and he'll just be like, hey, I want to tell you about what happened. On the <laughs> right? And then bam, Holy Spirit falls. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised by this. Why? Mm-hmm. Because this is like, mm-hmm. if you can see it in Acts and if you can see it in Paul's letters, look to the Old Testament. I mean, this is the, this is the story of salvation. Like if there's anything that marks the Jewish people, the, the chosen people of God, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the fact that they're called to carry their story. Yeah. Well, the right? whole idea of remembrance uh, in like Hebrew theology is that it <laughs> makes the mystery present then, again. Yeah, and so right. like when Jesus says, do this in memory of me, it's yeah. making it's not, Calgary not make little... present again yes. in their right. lives. And, yes. And, but that's when we give <clears throat> testimony, right? What we're doing is we're, we're filling the space when we testify to what God has done, we're filling the atmosphere yeah. with not just a memory, but we're making present and again, that grace that what God poured out and it enables God to do it again. Yeah. And so, when, you know, if you remember in your own prayer time, Lord, yeah. you did this and it opens heavens, it opens your heart to that grace again, right? To experience <laughs> yeah. it. And Mary, you're mentioning scripture. I think uh, like scripture, to, it's, it's in the Acts of the Apostles, of course, but it's throughout the whole of scripture. I was reading in Deuteronomy last year and I think it's so funny. The Israelites pass through the Red Sea and they all like get to the other side of the Red Sea and like the Lord collapses the sea in on all of the Egyptians and they're over on the other side and they're in freedom and they look to each other and they're like, has something so great ever happened before? And I read that and the first time I read it, the Lord inspired me of like, no, that was so massively amazing. But then I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I, like the creation of the world, maybe like, I don't know, like the, the procession of everything created, like God, I don't know, b- building like an ark is pretty sweet with Noah so that he could survive a flood and Abraham and all these things like come to my that. mind. And I was like, yeah, I, I think something so great <laughs> yeah. happened before, but it's it's just such the human reality of like um, we we go out and like we get excited about the here now and that matters, but it's also really cool to say like what's happening here now has happened before. I just need eyes to see it. Like even if I haven't had a conference yeah. encounter with Jesus, yeah, like there's been times in my one, life. One of my favorite retreat memories, Danny may remember this. We were we were speaking on the Exodus event mm-hmm. for like four or five days and. Uh, you know, time and time again, there's like this this deep animosity and hatred toward mm-hmm. the Egyptians. <laughs> and, and in our preaching, we were like, Those are, like who are the Egyptians? <laughs> who are the Egyptians in your life? <laughs> are they riding sphinxes in the battle? Who are they? Look for them because on the hillside. God demolish and, them. And meanwhile, I'm like, there are still Egyptians. <laughs> They're not the devil. Look at those pyramid builders and find them in your life. No, yeah. uh, agree. All anyone from Egypt listening, you're amazing. <laughs> And we're so sorry. uh, So maybe we can talk about like for each of us, what, when we leave a conference personally, Mm. or like, what have we found that helps us grow from that encounter moment into a greater life of holiness and mission? Or what is it that, that we've seen people struggle with and succeed in their pursuit? Yeah. Well, Mary, you mentioned fear. Like, I I think that's, that's what needs transcended, right? Like when I leave Mm -hmm. any kind of fear or hesitation, um, uh, for me, a, a huge part, and Mary mentioned this earlier when she said, like, the friendship piece is, like, just community. I, we are, in fact, like, aliens in the world. You know, like, we're different. So if you go and you don't have s- someone next to you who's different, you're just going to think you're weird, yeah. you know? Like, and so finding people in your life yeah. uh, that that agree with what you agree with, especially when it comes to the Lord, that that are like, yeah, he's real. He loves me. He's won a victory for me. Mm-hmm. He wants goodness in my life. Like 
people around you like that are so critical. And uh, if you don't have them, you need to find them. And if you can't find them, you need to move, you know, like it's, it's that important to be able to live out. And yeah. obviously we have phones and stuff now. So I guess that's kind of irrelevant. You don't have to move, just call them. But, um, but finding people like that's been important yeah. for me for sure. That's sweet. I think one thing for me that's been really helpful, and we don't talk about it at the end of conferences ever. It's like, we're, all, we're always like, <clears throat> well, you need to have a, a prayer life when you leave, right? You need to find community when you leave. And those are, are absolutely essential and necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to write down the critical conversations I need to have after an event or an experience yeah, where it's like, true. who who do I need to talk to? In, in a one-on-one way to to follow up on what God's done, right? Is it like, who are the friends in my life that I need to readjust with? I remember yeah. when I had my so my initial conversion, mm. after that, I went back to the lunch table as a senior in high school. And I, hmm. I literally, during lunch, I just said, hey, guys, the choices we're making are are vile. Like the lifestyle that we're living is 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 not what God wants. And I'm not doing that anymore, right? And my friends, they laughed at me, right? And they, it wasn't yeah. like they were like, oh, I love you, Dan. But it, I knew it was a critical conversation I had to have because I was giving them the option. You're either you're either on this path with me or I need to find a new I need to find a new community, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, or like, you know, like who who like who's the priest that I need to talk to to help me walk through what God has spoken to me to make sure that I'm held accountable to this experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. those critical conversations I think are really important. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes, I think it's not only shifting, I mean, if you have friends that are already supporting you, but also finding, sometimes it's hard to find those people, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember when I went back mm-hmm. to like college, I was, I was, I mean, I had my roommates and, but I think the other part is telling people in, and also really processing with the Lord, what he's done and actually articulating what has God done in my heart. So a way that you know what he's done, like he's, he's changed me or I feel like I want to live differently and using that language so that people can understand what's happening. Um, But I started looking for friends and I, for a while, like I ended up finding a community at at college that, mm. but they were weird to me. Like I remember we had, it was Mary's birthday and they, they had like a Mary, Mary cake, a cake for Mary. And I was like, <laughs> you're the weirdest people I've ever, like, they're all like, let's sing Mary happy birthday. And I was you like, just, you weren't ready for I was that. Not, I was like, time. you're yeah. aliens to yeah. me. And I'm not that person here. Yeah. Like you're all weirdos. But like, but like in that community, it was like the only ones I could find were like these. And I thought they were Jesus freaks. I was like, I mean, and I grew up in a That's Catholic. That's kind of definition. Right, like, yeah. like you're, you're a little much. You're a little Wait much. A like, my family has a birthday cake for Mary on September. Yeah, yeah. Come, on, come, on, come on, So it was like, all right, this I is a little much. Case. But um, <laughs> but in that, like, I ended up finding. But like seeking out, like seeking out that community, whatever they look like. I mean, for me, it was like I didn't care because at least I knew like these people. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, all right, well, I'll eat the cake. You know, like yeah. I just yeah. want people drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, but like I just want people to <laughs> to walk with me. Just the cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think finding, and I think that this is the thing. If you seek, he'll find. If you ask, he will open. Like, I, I just believe that sometimes people are like, well, there's no community. Like, everyone parties. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. drinking and getting drunk and everyone's doing this. And I, and it, it is so hard in college campus. Like, if you're, I think specifically, it's almost like we need different advice for college students because it's so encompassing. It's so mm-hmm. around you everywhere you go. Yeah. And so, really, and, and so there's a, almost like I have to, you have to <coughs> navigate that really with the intention of the Lord and with the Holy Spirit and knowing, like, how do you navigate a roommate that wants to go out yeah. and party? And like, this is your bestie. This is person you've walked with forever mm-hmm. and you don't like want to 
bounce from them. I'm using all my terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like they're so <laughs> relevant. <laughs> I don't even know who says that. Yeah. That's like 1999, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But like, I, I, there's like this tension of like, I don't know if it's always mm-hmm. as easy as like, oh, I'm just going to find that. So I, I want to talk about that. Like, what are those steps of really finding people? Mm-hmm. But the first thing I say is just pray. Like, ask mm-hmm. the Lord, Lord, show me. Yeah. And if you just have one or two that you have that community with, that's all you need. Like, I that's have real. a lot of my best friends all around the country that I just, call, I mean, yeah. yeah, call. And that's honestly my my best my besties, my best friends, my people I walk with more intimately mm-hmm. are not in my city. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. One of the one of the things for me that, <clears throat> as I'm thinking back, that, yeah. that almost every conference that I've attended, I've just been reminded of this is is how my life looks different when I uh, saturate myself with the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, you are what you eat, right? That, yeah. That I think when we come back into our routine, we try so hard to justify the fact that I can still live the life that I want to live yes. in mm-hmm. partnership with Jesus and only give him 30 minutes a day Yeah, or only give him an hour a day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, and maybe you've experienced this in the past guys, but one of my, one of my favorite memories looking back to conferences is like when I've entered into a place of singing and, and worship for I don't know, six hours the day mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that I wake up the following morning and the first thing on my mind is is worship. Mm-hmm. So good. Right? That, the, yeah. that, that, that it's like, you know, on a normal day when I wake up, that's, that's typically not my routine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only thing that's different is that I've surrounded myself with it. Like yeah. if, if you allow a relationship with Jesus to be the marker of your, of your life, right. To, to, to be what you're, what you're saturated in day in and day out, mm-hmm. then you're going to start smelling like him. You're going to start Come looking on. like yeah. him, feeling like yeah. him. Right. And uh, I, I think that's what, that's what uh, uh, my takeaway. Yeah. Is. Well, yeah, and that, just like uh, you mentioned worship, like it's, I think a lot of times like you go to a conference and worship is the avenue that opens your heart to receive the more of God. And mm-hmm. and then you get home, you're like, oh, shoot, I wish I could have taken the band with me, right? Yeah. I, was, I was praying with an uh, eighth grade religion teacher and mm-hmm. we're, we're in his, like some of his eighth graders. And, you know, we, we get together, we're about to have a meeting. He's like, let's start with worship. I'm like, okay, where's the guitar and who's who's leading? And he goes and he turns on Maverick City. And like, he they, just YouTube, it's on a smart board in a school building with yeah. Maverick City playing. Mm-hmm. And and all of, he just starts worshiping, and the eighth graders fall on their knees and start worshiping, and they're like literally crying out. I'm like, this is so weird. Like you're watching <laughs> yeah, a YouTube video yeah. right now, and then it, like I was humbled to realize, like, shoot, like like this is the resource they have, and this yeah. and they're actually they've gotten over themselves and the awkwardness of using That's YouTube awesome. yeah. as a form of ministry, and, and they were actually entering into worship as a community. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we make these excuses. Well, we can't do that because we don't have this. We can't do this because we don't have that. Yeah. Like if you want to worship, just turn it on in your your room yeah. and worship. Like I, actually do yes, it. Yes. Well, yeah. it's like, also important to note, like like both of you said that like both of these things seemed weird. Like the intentionality I was experiencing seemed weird. This like yeah, whatever they were doing seemed weird. But mm. like I think that we have to ask ourselves why it seems weird, mm. and then we have to ask ourselves why, especially for college students, like you were saying, Mary. Like what are we looking for when we're in a college environment? So why? And I don't think we ask this enough as ministers of the gospel. Like, why are people partying? Like, concupiscence, is that the answer? Or is there something else in it? Like, the reason that people are going to college and they're going out and they're like, they're, they're finding a party scene is there's adventure in it. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's an adventure in it. 
and there's there's like a romance in it. It's like romantic a little bit. Like if I think about like Johnny Cash, who I grew up listening to, like he lived life hard. He partied all the time. There was something romantic about it. There was a mystery in it. There's almost a freedom from adventure. the opinion yes, of others. Yes, yes, right? there was a freedom, a, like all like, these yeah, things, exactly. Free. And like if that's what they're looking for, like what, we we just present that from a faith lens, like mm-hmm. it, like. The faith is the greatest adventure. Like as someone, like I was in the party scene for the first two years of my college experience. Like the last two years, it was very different. Like my college experience, first two years versus last two years, very different, but looking for the same things, looking for adventure, looking for like some kind of like romance that comes from mystery, you know, like there is just something to that. And I think um, how we can take, you know, what might be perceived as weird and actually bring into it like. Guys, this this is how we can actually relate to those people mm-hmm. who are going to come in. Let, let's 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 like let's actually talk to them about the adventure that this is. Let's make yeah. it seem adventurous. Let's not make it feel. Um, well, and Christian community know, doesn't have to like all be holy hours either. No, unless you're a religious like, brother or yeah, sister, you it can shouldn't have be. a blast, yeah. right? Like I think, I mean, we lived rich, deep. Uh, community and well yeah but i'm I'm, I'm like speaking of our college years and it was uh i I mean we lived with athletes who loved to play sports together and it was like 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 ultimate frisbee and sand volleyball were Mm -hmm. the ways we Mm -hmm. communed together in addition to the spiritual things we did and i think that you know that party or that experience of like the fullness of life it should it doesn't just happen in the church it happens outside the church as well those things are good Mm -hmm. so good i i just want to go back because i do think that you in college campuses generally and i don't i know there's people that are outside of college but i do think honestly can i just say that youtube as much as like i'm off of all social media this year uh, the Lord told me this is a year of being hidden, so I'm off of most of the things, and so I have not been on. I'm on YouTube. I'm allowed to do it for worship, <laughs> mm, you yes, know. Yes, um, it's, but it's not yet. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you that 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 has changed my life. Like I, when I started growing in the Holy Spirit, even in the last couple of years, like I would, I would like watch talks all the time. Yeah. And I know you said yeah, you were watching yeah. talks as well, 100%. different different like yes. anointed people, like just feeding myself all the time. So I'm watching like. Every day I'm listening to podcasts. I'm yep. I'm feeding like just to give specifics of what we're talking about. I'm talking about YouTube podcasts all the time, feeding myself on the mm-hmm. riches, the goodness of God. And yeah. I, I I will tell you in this season of this year, I am playing worship in my room, hands up in the air, or yep. prostrating on the ground because He's mm-hmm. wrecking me. This yeah, year. He is wrecking my heart, and mm-hmm. I am just worshiping Him and worshiping mm-hmm. Him in the secret place. And even if your college kids are gone, like your roommates are gone, you close that door, you lock that door yeah. in the secret place, yeah. and you just yeah. get your worship on. I'm sorry. At all. Yeah, but yeah. you just—I'm telling you—I you, think the presence of the Lord could even come into your dorm room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, like yeah. He's real, and you could live this out, even though it's hard. When mm-hmm. you get that presence of the Lord in that freaking dorm room, are yep. you kidding me? Yeah. Like Jesus, yes. come on! Yes. Like then you can go out of that dorm room and like have yeah. a conversation mm-hmm. in the hallway and yeah. do the things that we're talking about. But it's in the secret place where the. Like everything happens. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's the goodness and mercy, right? What What is the goodness I'm going to pursue? Like, how do I fill myself with yeah. as much goodness as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Mary, so uh, you know, as we, as we kind of draw things to a close in today's conversation, um, one of the things that I that I have loved about seeing you in ministry and in friendship over the last few years has just been that y- you've, you've never locked into a, um, I don't know, to a rut in terms of what you're preaching and speaking and living. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like you're you've always been very sensitive and ready to respond to what God's doing now. Mm-hmm. And I wonder maybe if you could just jump back into that uh, kind of that sentiment that you were just sharing and and let us know 
you know, wh- what do you feel like God's speaking now to you, to the mm-hmm. church? Oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be I'm gonna preaching about this tonight, <laughs> as I, I definitely feel like a prophetic word of, I mean, all of us know what's going on in the world, that something has shifted mm-hmm. significantly mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. And there's like, I feel this crossing point that God is awakening the church. God's calling for revival. God's calling for the remnant to c- come. So mm-hmm. Zephaniah mm-hmm. 3 has been a big scripture verse. Yeah. And just the movement of the, there's always been, you know, we look through all the un, and disobedience through all of Israel. There's always been a remnant of faithful. Yeah, and I think yeah. God's uplifting that remnant right now, like lifting up. And it's, I think this generation, so I'm mm-hmm. really pumped about the people here. Yeah. It's like the 20, the night, it's, it's not the old, I mean, I'm saying they're all, everyone, it's this generation. I think that yeah. God is stirring for a greater glory. I think he's going to be pouring out his Holy Spirit like we've never seen. And mm-hmm. I also say that, that I think that hard things are coming. Yeah. And I say that to be like, it's going to get dark and I, I don't want to be welcome to our podcast. Um, <laughs> it's going to get dark. I think, it, I think we're seeing the worst of the worst and we're going to see the best of the best. Yeah. And I think I really want people mm-hmm. just to align their heart and seek him with, I think this is the time that I've probably sought him like in the beginning of my conversion. Like I am seeking him like I've never sought him before because I know that one, he's doing mm-hmm. it. It's not even mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So like God's going to do the work, but just to seek him and and put yourself in a position for what God's going to outpour, mm-hmm. um, because I think we're going to see one of the greatest revivals that we've mm. seen. I think we're going to see. Um, I think we're going to see signs and wonders. I'm, I believe there's a new wave of the Holy Spirit coming into the Catholic mm-hmm. Church specifically. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's been prophesied by a number of other, even evangelicals mm-hmm. and others, have mm-hmm. been talking about the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fallen away Catholics. There are a lot of, and a lot of our evangelical brothers and sisters are fallen away Catholics that are like cheering on the Catholic Church to like, and we yeah. are alive. They just yeah. don't always see it. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. to be that. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a new wave coming and I think it's going to be the most, ex- I think Acts is going to come again. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I just feel yeah. like we're going to see Acts and I'm like, I just want to, I want it. Don't you, this is what I'm saying. It gets exciting. Like, I want to lay it hands on the sick and freaking yes. get healed. I yes. want to, yes. I want to give a word to someone at Starbucks and they're yes. weeping. Like yes. I want to yeah. see the glory of God in my yeah. room. And yeah. like, it's it, when, when you actually make it not just mm. like a story of like doing good things for Jesus, but like a life that's yeah. radically changes mm-hmm. people. Yes. It, yeah. it, it changes the whole trajectory of your life. It you does. Know? Yeah. Well, it reminds me. There's this. Uh, there's this book out. If if any of you that are listening haven't read it, it's worth. Um, it's worth reading. It's from Christendom to the Apostolic Age, and like it. It's just. It's talking about how there was an Apostolic Age at the beginning, Acts of the Apostles, right? And then as Christianity began to encompass the world, we came into this Christendom that was just kind of like, okay, let's go to Mass on Sunday. Let's have our prayer time. Let's let's have good families. Let's do this thing, and then there was like over the last number of centuries, just like a shift away from that, like a rebellion, Mm -hmm. like a rebellion against that Christendom of like, nope, nope. Like, and to your point, like those of us who are hanging on and those of us who are like experiencing the Lord, it's Mm -hmm. about, it's about carrying him into it, right? Like it's all about him. Like he's the one who overcomes, Mm -hmm. but he overcomes in and through us by his like great yeah. Like, I don't know, design. And that's yeah. so exciting that like he would work better without me. He would do better to do this without me, yet he wants me along for the ride. And I'm so excited to do that. Yeah. And I need to step out of fear and hesitation and into yeah. acts. And well, let's let's pray mm-hmm. um, for uh, for anybody who's listening to the show today. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, I, I want to intercede for the, for the, the, you know, the students who are here on, on campus right now, as well, as well as all of our missionaries, uh, mm-hmm. that, that we would, that we would believe this that we would believe that the transformation of our lives is possible and that God takes us to the mountain, not for the sake of the valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so that we could go higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, time and time again, we, we, see, we see those images in scripture uh, that heaven, like 
we are ascending the mountain of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I even, I even, you know, the the beautiful image in the last battle for, from C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. I can't, I can't escape a podcast without quoting some work of fiction. Uh, <laughs> that that you you see that that image that um, the mountain that I see in the distance is almost beyond my comprehension and its height and majesty. But when I get there, I realize it's just the foothill of a greater mountain still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yep. and that journey upward um, increases with intensity and, mm-hmm. and, and momentum. And, mm-hmm. and that's the promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the promise. So let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And God, we're grateful for everyone Jesus. who's had the opportunity to join us mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Jesus, we, we pray that the same spirit with which you've anointed this conversation and with which you've anointed our lives, with, um, God, that that, that, would, that, that Holy Spirit that he would be the strength in the hearts of those people who need him the most right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. God, whether whether we are uh, coming from a recent conference, whether we're coming down from the mountaintop or whether we've been stuck in the valley for, for a time or even for a long time, mm-hmm. Lord, your message is the same. And we pray that we would have ears to hear and hearts that are open and receptive to receive what is goodness and grace and mercy mm-hmm. that when we deserve it the least is when we need it the most and when you're most inclined to give. Mm -hmm. So Lord, you don't intend to leave us empty. You don't intend to leave us wanting. Uh, God, you Mm -hmm. intend to to fill us um, and to show us that we've got a capacity for more still. Mm -hmm. Lord, we pray that you would cast out any fear or hesitation in those listening today, any fear or hesitation to move into Mm -hmm. this next season that you have for them. Lord, you say that, Perfect love casts out fear. So in order to cast out that fear, we pray that you would fill everyone listening with love right now, with the love that you give. And we pray that you would give all listening and ourselves here at this table a greater love for Mm -hmm. you so that that fear could dissipate. And then whenever we're speaking about hesitation, Lord, we know that what overcomes hesitation is courage. Mm. So we pray that you would pour out a spirit of courage, that we would take steps of faith into the unknown, knowing that there's a greater Mm -hmm. mountain to come, that Mm. we would journey with you, that we would voyage with you and that we could trust you in those times, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we also ask, I ask this for wisdom and, and Lord, I ask you're the teacher, God. You're not only our God and, and, and mighty, but a God who teaches. Would you teach us how to form our days? Would you teach us virtue and how to cultivate our prayer life? Would you give us wisdom? You say um, in Isaiah 30, 20 to 21, that you will tell us when to turn right and when to tell left, that mm-hmm. our teacher, at all times we will see our teacher and hear a voice behind us saying, this is the way to walk in it, when to turn right and when to turn left. Would you give us the wisdom to know how to turn right, how to turn left, mm-hmm. how to move in our daily lives, school, how to cultivate a prayer life. What does that look like for us, God? We don't want to just do the mediocre thing. We want to be our eyes and our hearts mm-hmm. on you. Would you please mm-hmm. pour mm-hmm. out wisdom on how to cultivate mm-hmm. my day to honor you, cultivate my relationships to honor you in all things, Jesus. Yeah. I specifically see a woman who, um, during this episode, you've you've remembered a conference that you've had in the past. You've remembered an experience. Um, and right now, you're falling down and the Lord just speaks to you, get up, yeah. mm-hmm. get up, mm-hmm. get up. That the Lord is encouraging you to get up, that goodness and mercy will follow you, mm-hmm. and that there's mercy for you yeah. and there's goodness for you, that the Lord doesn't see disappointment. He sees, um, he just sees his daughter. So get up, little girl, get up. And uh, I just want to speak against the lie as well that <clears throat> 
when you leave uh, an experience or an encounter with God, uh, that there's always desolation. Uh, that, that sometimes the Lord's just saying that like, hey, I want to console my people and I want to bring you uh, freedom and peace and joy and happiness. And so I just see new people experiencing new life and new communities mm-hmm. in Jesus's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. God, we, uh, we, we lay our lives at your feet. Um, God, we can't do this on our own. We never could. So we welcome you. We invite you to be our strength, to be our source, to be our, our sustenance, God, um, to be our friend, mm-hmm. to walk, walk, this, walk this walk with us. Mm-hmm. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, there, I mean, there's there's some great takeaways from today's show. Uh, if if you we we didn't really present a list today, but <laughs> I, I think we we kind of hinted on a lot of the, you know, the practical components. It, if you're if you're entering into a new relationship with Jesus, like yeah, there's some there's some parts of your life that you need to establish some discipline in. Mm-hmm. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the the secret isn't going to be you know pray for 10 minutes every yeah. day. It's not going to be go to mass on Sunday. Like the, the secret, ultimately, all of those things, goodness and mercy, they have a name. It's Jesus, right? <laughs> it's staying rooted. It's, it's entering into relationship with him. It's mm-hmm. living a life where, where I, can, I can walk with and depend on and I can look beside me and see the man who's walking alongside mm-hmm. me, carrying me, you know, uh, walking to heaven, bringing, yeah. bringing me to heaven along with him. Um, I was convicted as we were, as we were closing in prayer mm-hmm. that, uh, there, there may be someone who's who's listening to today's show who who might have another five or ten minutes. I think it'd be a really cool opportunity for you to to sit and to to stay in this space and to enter into some time of of intentional worship of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, David and Gabe, if we can if we can throw on maybe one of our our tracks at the end of the show or not. But if if not, you know how to how to click and find right. Um, but but don't leave this space of of hunger. And uh, and promise yes. without asking the Lord and giving the Lord mm-hmm. opportunity to fill. That's good. Um, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Beyond Damascus, the show where Encounter Meets Mission. It's such a joy to, to be with you and to hear your stories. If this show has impacted you, leave a comment, contact us, um, and like and share and subscribe uh, so that you can stay updated and so that other people will see the content that is coming out of Damascus and, and be moved and be changed and be impacted by it. Uh, Download the podcast wherever podcasts are found and share it with, uh, with a friend or a family member over this holiday. God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon.